Hi, this is Catherine Lorimer and welcome to the chapter 10 and the last chapter of all the things I got up to last year travelling about. Now, this is the penultimate podcast and because it will be a bit remiss of me um, trying to get you guys to go out and do things, um, if I then continued on doing these and not going out and doing things myself over the summer. So, There'll be one more next week and then I'm going to be spending um, May, June, July, August and September going out and doing things and having lots of fun and getting up to some crazy stuff that I have planned. Um, And then I'll fill you guys in uh, when I start back doing the podcast in October. So just look out for stuff on social media as a bit of a reminder. Now, just moving on from where I was when I'd lost my car keys. When I got back from Stuttgart... I went back to training after this because training sessions were coming along nicely with my personal trainer and he seemed really happy with my progress. And physically, I felt much fitter and I managed to smash my personal best in most sessions. I also enjoyed chucking a large black ball around onto the ground. It's great for anger management. Um, I'd recommend that even if you just go out and get a five or ten kilogram ball to throw to the ground. Do you know what? They should be doing something. So the receptionist asked how I was getting on with Joe and I said, well, I haven't done anything to upset him yet, which is a self-depreciating joke. I must stop making those so much. as It is actually a sign of insecurity when you make self-depreciating jokes. And I'm no longer insecure. I told Joe about my strange experience with the man in the car park and he said I should be more careful in future and not to take drinks off strange man either if I was um, offered one. Now, I do find chatting to Joe really easy. Um, He's a great guy just to sound ideas off. And later that week on my Sunday, I did my first 5K for cancer research. Now, it wasn't really a proper run. I managed to shuffle for about a few lampposts and then walk and a few lampposts and then walk. So, but I was really, really pleased. It took me about 43 minutes, um, which to be fair is the same time that I probably could have walked it but it was a great feeling to have actually done it and now when I look back and I'm actually running them in probably about uh, 35 minutes you know so I must have been walking quite quick you know at, at that point but at least I can run them now which is amazing achievement and that's probably what a year later maybe just over so my parents were away when I got back from Stuttgart as well they went off on holiday and I didn't have Pippa the dog then yet either Um, As much as I enjoyed having um, house and space to myself, what I found is I was overthinking and I definitely needed to be busier and I didn't really like living in an empty house. So Joe and I decided to, you know, I planned that I should maybe try and go to some coffee shops on my non-working days. But actually, I didn't end up doing that. and I'm not really sure why when I look back. Maybe it's because I've stopped drinking coffee. I don't like drinking tea, but I do like drinking hot chocolate. But there's loads of calories in it, so it's a bit tricky, that one. And we do always seem to make plans. Unless we make a conscious effort, sometimes we don't actually carry them out and carry them through. And there's one thing that I find annoying about living with my parents is that they keep buying sweets and biscuits, and I keep eating them if I stay in the house. And as I say, as annoying it is living with my parents, I think actually because they are here and in my space, it actually encourages me to go out and do things. So maybe it's not a bad thing after all. Now, my next trip was to fly to Treviso and to drive to Taravisio in the Italian mountains, which is on the border of Austria and Slovenia. And if you haven't been there, you should add it to your bucket list because it's absolutely stunning. 
um, and it was for a concert in the Italian mountains. And I was inspired to attend because the setting just looked just stunning. And this time I was flying from East Midlands Airport and chose to park in the hotel at the airport this time. And it was just a five minute walk from the hotel to the airport. So no issues with the guy there. Uh, The flight was on time. Another benefit of wearing a dress and hat was I was upgraded by the rather attractive Italian man to a Fiat Cabriolet. And I managed to drive on the other side of the road all the way up. It took about four hours to get to Taravisio. It was 40 degrees C and I left the sunroof down for most of the journey until I found myself getting sunburnt and had to stop, get some water and close the sunroof for the rest of the journey. But it was just stunning driving on the Italian roads. And because I was kind of heading north, it, they weren't that too busy. They weren't that busy. Now, it was a lovely drive, and by the end of it, I had got used to going round roundabouts and turning right on the other side of the road, but I was struggling a bit to turn left. It just didn't seem right, so quite often I'd go round a roundabout and then come back and then turn right, but I managed to get there. So Google SatNav also worked okay there. I don't look at it. I just listen to the instructions, and I find that works best for me. Now, Taravisio is beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And being on the border of Austria, the houses are very much Austrian in design. And I found the Hotel Taravisio easily from the main road. There's a small car park for my little car. And it was three star, so quite basic, but had a really nice wooden rustic feel to it. Felt really comfortable there. I went for a wander around the little town, took some photos before popping to the supermarket to grab a sandwich. The concert for James was in the afternoon one and a first one for me in the daytime. I don't think I've ever been to, apart from a festival, a concert in the daytime before. And so the location looked absolutely amazing on social media. It was a 45-minute walk from the local village. Gates opened at 11 o'clock and I wanted to leave early to have a walk around before the concert. But you also need to leave enough time so you know you can get to the front as well. You're only allowed to take certain things into concert venues. You usually can't take plastic bottles in. So I made sure I had water in my car for when I came out as it was so hot. But there's usually things to buy in there. But it is difficult if you're at the front and, you know, you don't want to lose your place and you're on your own. There's no one to mark it for you. So it is quite. it can be quite tricky unless you find someone who will bag your place and keep it for you. Now, James Blunt wasn't on until 2 p.m. So I headed down early and parked okay. I took some lovely photos of some stunning scenery. There's a gorgeous lake in amongst the mountains and I got my steps in by going for a walk. I waited in the shade until nearly gate opening time, then quickly headed over to join the front of the queue and got to the right at the front of the stage, right in the middle. And I had a really nice chat with an Italian student called Catalina. Catalina. And she was from the village, but her and her boyfriend went to university in Milan and her father travelled to the UK a lot. And she went with him quite a lot and her English was exceptional. And we're actually now friends on Instagram. And she was lovely and so her English, I say, was absolutely perfect. And it was really great chatting to her. It was her first ever concert and she was really, really excited as her whole family were madly James, in love with James Blunt. And I don't think... Um, I will have ever seen a concert in such a glorious setting as this. I had to say it was a fantastic one for her first one. Now you can go onto YouTube and see a clip of it. Just search for the No Borders concert. The concert was brilliant and as usually James Blunt 
seemed unusually happy. In the past few concerts I've seen him in, he has been a bit miserable, but this one, he was really happy. I headed back to the car and back to the village after the concert, which, again, I was glad I'd taken my umbrella to because I actually had to use it as a sunshade sitting there in the Italian sunshine, basking around just enjoying the entire experience, chatting, and we were singing along before the concert started with some of the fans who clearly um, absolutely adored him. So I got up next morning and drove back the 200 kilometres to Treviso Airport. And I also had got the hang of what to do at toll booths now. And I filled my little car up with petrol, which was amusing, because there's a large black box and you put your car that you put your card into, you select your pump, and it sounds easy, but after a long drive, I did struggle to get my head around it. And plus the large black box was on the other side of the petrol station and I couldn't really work out or couldn't see it. And some annoying Italian guy got really, really cross shouting instructions to me. And, and eventually he walked over and changed the language to English for me, which usually I would have done on my own. But I think because I was so tired after my day, the day before and my long drive back. So just in case you ever end up filling um, your car up in Italy, that's what you need to look out for. So don't get to Treviso Airport early though, because there's nowhere to sit and there's absolutely nothing to do, which is what I did. But the most important lesson I think I learned from the whole trip was don't operate the windscreen wash when the car roof is open. (laughs) So when I returned, I started back to my exercise regime with my trainer. I'd lost two kilograms in last month, not as much as I'd hoped. I reduced my calorie intake down to 1,588 down from 1,888 to see if that happens, shift the pounds. And I managed to do that for two days, then ate far more calories than the original 1,888, but went for a ride on my bike, so that must count for something, right? The idea for the gym is to burn fat and eat less calories. One thing I'm noticing, though, is that I'm starving after a gym session, so I tend to eat a lot more on those days that I'm going to the gym. And over the next few weeks, I continue with my gym sessions, and I went for walks to get my steps in, and I was exercising with my bike a lot. I joined the National Trust as well, so I could go and explore different locations. And I headed off to Little Morton Hall, which was built around 500 years ago. It's a lovely Tudor building with really nice gardens. And following that, I did a five mile walk. And the next day I headed off to Chirk Castle, which I really enjoyed looking around. And the gardens are lovely. And I followed a National Trust path across the fields. Again, getting my steps in. Then the next day I went for a walk early. And I met a lady originally from New Zealand who'd lived in Great Sutton and she'd bought a canal boat and had moved into it. And she'd been doing this for four months, working from the boat and it relaxed her after a stressful day. She would just go for a little cruise on the boat and then she'd been able to rescue a little dog who seemed very happy and what a great lifestyle for both of them. But she did say that she might have to moor in the marina for the winter though. And that really got me thinking about that kind of lifestyle. Later on that week... I made an appointment to look at a pink Fiat and when I rocked up the guy wasn't there so I sent them an email saying I was a bit annoyed and left. They did send a message back that they were sorry but I was halfway to done a massy house by that stage and quite frankly if you can't be bothered to turn up for an appointment on time when someone's trying to buy something from you then I'm not really sure that I'd trust you to buy a car enough to buy a car from you anyway. Clearly it's not really very professional is it? Dunham Massey is a really lovely house and I got my steps up walking around the deer park and beautiful gardens. The rest of the week I spent working on my fitness and I was looking for a flat as well. 
I did have a look at a studio flat in Huntington on the other side of Chester, but it was tiny and really expensive and I'd be just eating into my capital. So I decided to look at other options. I did have a slight meltdown about what I wanted to do because it seems with the increased living costs, I could either live in a house and not go out or stay with my parents, live life and go on some adventures and live life differently. When I look back to where I was and where I am now, although I've made some sacrifices, I am a lot happier at this point than I think I've been in a long time. So I know that I'm back on the right path. Now, I did a joint session in the gym today with two of Joe's other clients, and it was nice to have some competition. And I'm definitely getting back to the person that I used to be, giving myself time to heal and grow. I went to Carfest in August 2022, and it was absolutely amazing. Travelled down to see uh, my mum's second cousin, I think she's second cousin, Wanda, um, on the Thursday night, who did live in Oxford, but now is back in South Africa. And we had a glass of wine and a chat. And it was lovely to see her talking about Aurelio, her husband, who had sadly died of cancer 10 years earlier. I never got the chance to meet him, but there was an awful lot of love in her house. You could tell and you could feel it. Aurelia was her soulmate and you could tell after 10 years after his death, it was clear to see that she still loved him very much. And I left early on the Friday and I went to see the chalk white horse because I've never seen it before and it was quite close by, before heading over to Carfest. And there were already loads of tents up when I arrived, but having had a too small man tent, it was really easy for me to find a spot in between two tents. It was not something so that was so easy, though, to find the tent in the dark later on, though. <laughs> loads more people that have arrived, and they'd pitched there all around my tents. But I did find it eventually, <laughs> which was a relief. Now, I wandered around Carfest. I saw Kate Lawler talking really honestly about her baby and the struggles she'd had with motherhood and postnatal depression with Dapper Dave. Then I went to find Chris Evans and Rachel Horn, who were chatting to a group of female comedians. I had to move to get a position in front of the stage as James Blunt was coming on early because he was playing there as well. C6 Steve came on first. I've seen him loads of times before. He was awesome. And as usual, he was followed by the European World Elvis lookalike champion, who was brilliant. Then James came on at 6.25 and he was fab. I'm sure he actually directly looked directly at me at one point when I was filming him singing You're Beautiful. Tom Walker followed on from him and he was brilliant as well. And he has such an amazing voice. And I was really tired then, so I headed back to my tent to listen to the other acts. I was glad I brought two sleeping bags though, as the ground was really, really hard. I got up at 6 o'clock and headed for the showers, which opened at 6.30am. They were communal. You got changed in the large changing room and then went into the shower block, which had individual showers. It's a good job I go to the gym, though, because I do, although I did wish that I had brought a larger towel. <laughs> Note for next time. There was a problem with the generator, obviously, and I spent an hour in the changing rooms <laughs> waiting before the water came on. That's just my look, really. It was a gorgeous day the next day and so I had my breakfast which had survived my trip and I headed off and when everything opened I had a look at all the cars and all the stalls and the spa and the first spa fest and then went to listen to Eddie Temple Morris talking about mental health and being in the moment. I did have a bit of a panic attack that morning. It's a feeling that I've had before, I just didn't recognise it as anxiety and you just want to run away from everything. And I just got a text from my ex-husband, I think, which sparked it off. I just concentrated on my breathing. But in Eddie's talk, a novelist talked through how to bring yourself back into the moment with a braid of glass. 
And I found myself doing that and it really, really worked. So I then headed back to the tent to change and grab some more food. I had a fish curry before going and listening to Chris Evans to chatting to Mini Driver, which I really enjoyed. And after that, I headed to the front of the stage and found a young boy next to me. His dad was not far away looking after his brother and sister. And he stood for me for most of the night. There were loads of great bands on. And the highlights for me were Rick Parfit, as I'm a massive status quo fan, and the Kaiser Chiefs were there. And as usual, they were brilliant. And there was a fantastic DJ set as well. Paolo Nettini was great. And I did sleep really well, despite the hard ground. But I got up a bit later to go to the showers. <laughs> At least they were working this time, although there was a bit more of a queue. I mooched around again the next day looking at various stands and laughing at the retro knitted toilet doll, toilet roll holder because my mum still got one and uses hers. I went along to listen to Vassos talking to four sports people, which was really interesting. Then I went to see Chris Evans chat to Rob Ryden and Jimmy Carr and it was hilarious. And the bands in the evening were great and I loved the Alex Horn band and steps were incredible. And the same young boy was there again and spent another night next to me. But, you know, hey, supervising some random child. I'm okay with that. That's fine. I'm cool. Now, not long after this session, I decided I would want to buy a canal boat because I could give that lifestyle a go and see how it happened. And it would be somewhere to escape to in the summer and I could do weekends away in the autumn and spring. So I looked at a few and managed to find a 45 foot boat. Now a boat like chooses you and this one had a really nice feeling to it. I arranged a training session on my boat as well and someone came to meet me from the Cheshire Cat boat training. We went up the canal through a small lock by a marina then we turned around and came back and went up a flight of locks and the lady used to be a lock keeper on those locks and she lived in them and she gave me a sweet corn from her garden on the way back. She was also a fellow equestrian so I managed to do also do a lock on my own on the way back which was great and it was a really good experience and I'm looking forward to going out and having fun on my boat next year which I say that brings us then to the end of this week's podcast so I'll be say I'll be doing the final one um so next Monday um, and that'll be it then until October so make sure you've got some things lined up to go and do on a Monday evening thanks very much for listening and have an awesome week